All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Hans Hansen, MD, uh, board certified pain and addiction, as well as anesthesia. And we talked last time about monoamine oxidase inhibitors, really kind of the first uh, situational depression anxiety drug that was used for other things, which is a good thing. <laughs> it really is. We kept an open mind and we realized that sometimes drugs can be used for reasons not necessarily um, considered uh, their first line intention, but overall uh, had a, a real application to other uh, almost unexpected uh, positive outcomes. Uh, uh, we saw that with gabapentin originally used for a seizure disorder and was found to be really good with other type of pain disorders. And so enter, uh, that's an example, uh, so enter uh, tricyclic antidepressants. And this is the uh, 60s, 70s era. It was discovered in the 40s, but really the uh, tricyclics, um, eventually the tetracyclics of the uh, 70s, uh, came along to help with mixed depressive disorder or uh, tough problems that you have with situational depression anxiety that just can't be managed conservatively with diet, exercise, and that sort of thing. And it's got to take an extra move. Well, as a side effect, one of those desirable side effects, not all side effects are bad, was it helped with pain. It also helped with sleep. It helped um, a great deal with sleep, muscle pain, fibromyalgic-type pain. And it was a, a, a really good drug that had a use um, that seemed to be um, with less side effects than MAOI inhibitors. Uh, I'm not sure if that's correct, but many people felt that the 50s uh, psychopharmacology uh, boom um, was in its natural progression. And we see that with the next class of drug, the selective serotonin uh, reuptake inhibitors and norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors and mixed a uh, agents. This is a really good drug. It is used as not only an antidepressant with a very narrow therapeutic window. In other words, you got to get the dose just right. Um, but it's also used uh, sometimes as an antipsychotic. It's used uh, for uh, sleep. Uh, and some of its analogs are used for seizures. Carbamazepine, 65, was introduced there. Um, and it's even been used in uh, schizophrenia. Um, but the point is, this is a, a really good drug that has its place. If used correctly, it helps with fibromyalgia, neuropathic pain, can help with chronic pain syndrome. Uh, I guess it's been applied to dementia. I, I haven't really seen any help there. Um, that's not saying it doesn't work. I just, you know, it's a clinical problem. You have to talk it over with the qualified healthcare professional. I'm sure it's one of the many options in uh, the armamentarium. Now, the side effects are um, many, <laughs> as most drugs have side effects with headache, nausea, vomiting. This one has uh, dry 
mouth, dry eyes. Uh, that's an anticholinergic side effect uh, topic for another day. has to do with uh, serotonin reuptake uh, problems, topic for another day. But the point is there are side effects. Um, in, so um, if you take too much of this, you can get delirium, you can get... Uh, muscle problems, one called rhabdomyolysis, where the muscle kind of burns, uh, kind of burns up and hurts the kidneys and the like. Um, and it can even cause uh, cardiac conduction problems. Now, th- that is a huge risk factor that has to be discussed with the primary care or other qualified health professional. If you have uh, any inclining toward question marks there, uh, please bring that up because you know, we we saw even uh, like I mentioned, Jarvis said go away because of, uh, among other things, uh, risk of uh, cardiac issues. You should never abruptly stop this drug. You can get withdrawal symptoms. Um, so, uh, how does this work? Well, it probably works on a sodium and potassium channel. Is that important to understand? Probably not right now. It works on the NMDA or N-methyl-D-aspartate um, uh, receptor as an antagonist. Uh, its use there is going to be helpful with uh, neuropathic pain. Uh, NMDA, it was antagonists, NMDA antagonists um, are, are helpful in pain disorders. Uh, the tough uh, non-opioid or opioid-resistant uh, problems. So this drug has a, a a very important clinical application. It can be used alone. It can be used uh, in combination with other agents. It can be used uh, alone or with other agents for depression, pain, uh, sleep, uh, a number of issues. Um, so it's an important drug. And the important thing is to keep an open mind, but keep the questions coming. If you have any questions about this drug or have side effects, um, those should not be ignored. They should be documented on a piece of paper. I don't care if it's a post-it note. Um, either call your health care provider, call a uh, appropriate phone number. Um, and this brings an important thing up. I think anybody that takes medication should have the uh, hotline available, the um, uh, any any type of poison control hotline available because let's face it anything can happen I've had my dogs eat medicines that I wasn't sure what to do that's one thing but let's say it's a toddler that's another thing uh, you know anytime medicines are around keep them put away especially these potent medications uh, protect them and also protect yourself so um, that's a pretty good start with tricyclic antidepressants. It's an older medication, but that doesn't mean it doesn't work, and it it's not useful. Uh, age of a drug doesn't matter. Uh, Tongue-in-cheek, as the last podcast I talked about, the TV dinner era. It's a way to remember. This is kind of the JFK era, these tricyclic drugs that's uh, led into the 70s, and um, we were um, finding new uses uh, all the time. And eventually it was not necessarily replaced, but uh, either used as an adjunct, uh, a co-med uh, option, or else uh, 
something that um, an SSRI or SNRI uh, reuptake inhibitor, serotonin drug, uh, eventually found uh, to be there. It's not necessarily going to replace it, but it might be a good 1 plus 1 equals 3 drug or adjunct. Um, and uh, it should be uh, considered. It should not be abruptly discontinued. Like I said, even if you're taking it for pain or you're taking it for low-dose sleep or something like that, uh, don't abruptly discontinue this drug without talking to somebody. Okay, I think that's um, a pretty good start with tricyclic antidepressants. We'll go into SSRIs and SNRIs next podcast, but I think that... uh, these medications deserve a standalone podcast because they're so important. MAOIs, TCAs, or tricyclic antidepressants, and the serotonin drugs are um, important to improve function and quality of life, restorative sleep capacity, and just have a better way. Uh, I think that there's nothing like uh, hearing from an individual that... I got up and I felt good. I just felt good. I felt like I wanted to get up and get moving. Yeah, get moving. You know, we do know that exercise and activity increases uh, BDNF or brain-derived neurotrophic factor. It does increase uh, those uh, mood chemicals uh, in the brain, those neurotransmitters, neurochemicals, and uh, um, increases uh, uh, the... uh, uh, drugs that we'd find um, uh, so useful by um, a synergistic effect. So the more you do, the more you can do. And please um, just uh, give us a holler if you want any other podcasts on particular um, topics. But I think I think this is a good uh, section to have. SSRIs, SNRIs next for depression. And um, we'll talk to you then.